Welcome to the Love Lab podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Céline Rémy. All right. Welcome back to the Love Lab podcast. This is episode 22 and this is a new year. Mm. We are starting off the new year with episode 22. Well, and because it's a new year, it's a great time to sit down and reevaluate things into in your life. Absolutely. So this episode is 10 signs that you're in the wrong relationship. And why we thought it was great to start the new year off with that is just as Celine said, the, the new year is a great time to reevaluate everything in your life. How mm-hmm. is your business going? Um, you know, how is how are your kids doing? You know, how what kind of goals have you created? And so the same thing applies to your relationship. How's your relationship going? How's it working? Mm-hmm. What has worked. What didn't work? It's a good time to really sit down. And we love to do that every year and we adjust. And just because we set goals and we have intentions doesn't mean we always need them. But it does mean that it keeps us focused on creating that which we want. Yeah. And we might talk more about goals in another episode, but just to briefly talk about that is, you know, every business coach, success coach, life coach, coach of anything in, in the world <laughs> will basically tell you that um, you, you won't be successful unless you set goals. You mm-hmm. need to know what it is that you, where you want to be so that you can figure out how to get there, mm-hmm. right? So, so goals are kind of an important thing uh, and that sort of goes hand in hand with reevaluating where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so always a good exercise to go through in everything in life, including your relationship, especially if you're feeling like your relationship isn't as fulfilling as it could be. If you're feeling... Your sex life is not as hot. Yeah. Yeah. So and you can adjust it. So you got to figure out where you're at and where you want to be and how you can get there. So mm-hmm. before we actually go into the 10 things... We wanted to bust a couple of relationship myths. Mm-hmm. And these are things that we hear all the time, like on a weekly basis, practically. These are things that we hear. And so we would like to just uh, bust them first before we get into the 10 things. Myth number one is that relationships are hard and that they require a lot of work. Oh, <sighs> oh boy. We hear this one a lot. We see people constantly. How are you doing? <sighs> well, you know, we're struggling right now and uh, we're going through some stuff, but you know, that's how relationships are. No, actually that's not. <laughs> I mean, that's how your relationship is. And as you'll see when we go through the 10 signs, it's definitely a sign that you're not with the right person. Um, but the idea that you constantly have to struggle and it's so much work, you need to really drop that. This is something that's perpetuated throughout our entire society. Mm-hmm. I mean, watch any TV sitcom, mm-hmm. watch just about any movie, mm-hmm. um, read the all the magazines, the men's magazines and the women's magazines. There's this constant reinforcement that relationships are hard and it's the battle of the sexes and this, that, and the other thing. And it really is not true. So that's really the first idea. Like, hey, let's start changing this and think like, relationships are beautiful playgrounds. Does it mean it's, it's, it's 
butterflies and roses every single day. No, but it's not a struggle. Absolutely not. Yeah, and so in myth number one, we say that they're hard and that they require a lot of work. And I just want to talk about the work part because I know some of you are probably listening going, well, yeah, they do require work. We're not saying that relationships don't require work, right? There's always stuff that you have to do to make sure that your relationship remains vibrant and healthy and happy and loving and sexy. I would say your car needs work, your, uh, maybe your business plans need some rework, but I don't think your relationship needs work. It's more like attention. Attention, exactly. <laughs> I like that. that. That's a great reframe. It's not really work, it's attention and hopefully positive attention. <laughs> but the idea is that, yeah, you got to put energy and mm -hmm. intention into your relationship. So we're not saying that you don't have to do anything, but it shouldn't feel like it's constant work. Like it's mm -hmm. just always slaving away at trying to make it work like that's that's a real uh, sign and a real myth mm -hmm. second myth is that frequent up and downs are normal so we hear that a lot too you know oh you know how it goes we just you know we go for this phase and it's down and then oh it's up again so we're in the good phase right now we're getting along until it goes back down again and those ups and downs like this are mostly signs of emotional imbalance and poor management of your emotions, which we'll talk further into our 10 signs. Um, but really, they're not necessary. Right. And again, just to be clear, so we don't get a bunch of negative feedback on this episode, relationships do have ups and downs. The question is, how frequent are they and how big are they, mm -hmm. right? So it's normal to have a few ups and downs from time to time. It is not normal to have lots of ups and downs and to have the ups be crazy high and the lows be really low. Mm -hmm. That is not normal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'd say that if you do question yourself regularly, like those downs of, shall we even be together? Am I with the right person? And stuff like that. You're probably not. Yeah, that one didn't even make the list of the top 10, but you're right. If you're questioning it, you're probably not in the right one. <laughs> and I know because I've been in that relationship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was questioning myself. <laughs> and I learned later, once I found the the right relationship. I was like, it's how I was able to see these little signs, to see those things, which I took kind of like for granted or as normal because I was going with the narrative. But then once I really found a relationship that was really well suited for me, I realized that those other things that I had been putting, putting up with were not parts of, of a, a balanced relationship. Yeah. It's that whole thing of you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. when you don't know, you think it's normal. Yes. And until all of a sudden you wake up and go, oh, that's not normal. I can feel differently. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more that I wanted to bring as a myth because it's so important. And I know it's one that we've already brought in several episodes, but we'll never say it enough. The idea that passion, sex and attraction decline over time. And just because for many it happens doesn't mean that it has to be. And I truly believe that the only reason that happens is because of 
of habits and not giving the uh, relationship the attention it needs and deserves to thrive. Just like with a plant, you will regularly water it. From time to time, you'll give it a good little fertilizer. And sure, there's going to be time where you're going to have blooming flowers and sometimes it's just a lushing green and that's it. It's the same with the relationship. And if you don't do those things and passion, attraction and desire and all of that are not going to stay on the on the front. Uh, but if you do those little regular feeding, watering, mm-hmm. it, it will still stay alive. It's another sort of somewhat cliche statement, but it's mm-hmm. where your attention goes, your energy flows, mm-hmm. right? So wherever you're putting your attention, then your energy will follow that. And that's really the thing is if you're putting your attention on your relationship and you're putting energy into it, it doesn't have to lose the passion. It doesn't have to uh, sort of get um, mundane or routine or boring. Mm -hmm. So now that we have prepped you, you are ready officially to dive into the 10 signs. Uh I'm super excited about this because... I really want every listener here to set the bar high. Unfortunately for many people, once they've tried a few relationships and they haven't worked, or they, they approach like midlife, they kind of go like, well, this is as good as it gets. And I want to say, don't settle for less than what you want and deserve. Because everyone, there is a match for everyone and everyone deserves and needs to have a fulfilling relationship. Mm. Wow, that that must be another uh, myth that we should add to the list, which is that, well, this relationship really isn't that good, but it's the best one I've ever had, and nobody else, there's nobody else that's going to love me this much or whatever. Yes, there is. Absolutely, <laughs> there is. We have seen it with some of our more eccentric friends that they have found people that matched all of their eccentricities. Mm-hmm. When we were like, wow, who even knew that was possible, mm-hmm. right? So there is somebody out there for everyone. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll add that as a bonus myth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into the top 10 signs. Now, this is, uh, for those of you old enough to remember, this is not a David Letterman top 10 list where we start at number 10 and work our way up to the number one biggest one. These aren't in any particular order. Um, <laughs> So uh, I don't think that one, number one is more important than number 10 or anything like that. They're just the order we brainstormed them in. Yeah. And by the way, if you come with an 11, 12 and 15 signs, please add them in. They, they're not all there are. You yes, know, like, this is not an exhaustive <laughs> list of every sign, but it's, it's really what it is, is you know, working with clients and having our own personal experience with enough relationships <laughs> over the years. We just sat down and said, what are some of the big ones that we hear, see and have personally experienced? So yes. here they are. Number one. If you experience constant and frequent miscommunication, you're probably in the wrong relationship. Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one because uh, it's present in a lot of relationships. And first, let's just say that if you've worked on your communication skills and you have at least a decent foundation of how to communicate as a mature and emotionally mature adult, and you're having frequent miscommunications, that's a real indication. Now, there's a lot of people out there that have just never learned how to effectively and efficiently and compassionately communicate, in which case maybe that's not the greatest sign. But if you've at least got some decent foundation of communication and you're having these constant 
I thought you meant this, but you really meant that. And it's leading to a lot of arguments and things. And that's a real sign. Yeah. And I mean, people can find a way to manage differences in communication. And it works for some. But what I've noticed is it takes a lot of energy to do that. And it's so much easier to be in a relationship when you don't have to constantly have to do the adjustments. Yeah, and that's, that's a big one. A lot of people don't realize that, yes, if you really learn good strategies, you can find ways around that. And actually, that's a lot of the counseling work that we do mm-hmm. is teaching people who are in relationships that want to stay in relationships, how can they work around the differences in communication that they have? So it's teaching them a lot of skills and, and tools. And that's really valuable. Mm-hmm. But most people don't realize that that uh, it's a big energy drain mm-hmm. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You spend a lot of energy just trying to be heard and understood. Absolutely. Tell us about number two, Kevin. All right. Number two, you don't feel 100% free to be 100% yourself, mm. right? So you don't, you don't really feel free to really be fully expressed as who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And authentic, you know, let's say you have a quirky little habits or that, I don't know, there's things you like a certain way and you're thinking, if I do this, he or she they will not like me anymore, love me. They'll withdraw their love because I'm into this relationship where I have conditional love. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we all have parts of ourselves that we think that nobody likes mm-hmm. but us, or maybe we don't even like it ourselves. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, if we don't like it, they're really not going <laughs> to like it. <laughs> so we all have those parts. And Uh, You know, when you're in a relationship that really, truly serves uh, you and each other, you you feel okay to share all that stuff because Mm -hmm. you know there's not going to be judgment. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be repercussions for sharing Mm -hmm. it. You know, a lot of times people are afraid, well, I kind of, you know, I've never told her that... That, you know, I, I really kind of like looking at porn. And if I tell her that, she's going to be really pissed off at me and because she, she has this thing about it. So I can't share that. I can't hide that. Mm-hmm. So now, now what happens? Mm-hmm. Now you're like doing it on the side when she's not around. You're withholding it. You're subscribing to sites and trying to hide the credit card charges and all that kind of stuff. All of that stuff that you're hiding um, is, again, it's like... It's like a negative flow of energy under the surface Mm -hmm. that slowly eats away at the trust in the relationship. Yeah, so right here you brought in uh, sign number three, which is about you hide things from your partner or you even cheat. Mm -hmm. And so I think like the number two and three where you're not fully yourself and then because you're not fully expressed, you have to find a way and an outlet to be expressed, but that needs to not be with your partner. These are really bad behaviors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do not bring forth intimacy. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I love about our relationship is that, you know, we say we're, we're team us. Mm-hmm. Like we've made a commitment to be together in relationship. And so we pretty much share everything. There's full transparency. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's nothing that's being held back. Mm-hmm. You know, even some of the stuff that you sometimes really want to hold back. <laughs> it's just, no, it's just got to be out in the open so that everybody knows everything. And, mm-hmm. and I think with the cheating is very important that, you know, we are in hey, 2019 and, um, 
there are so many different models when it comes to relationship. And it's really important to understand that monogamy is not the only options nowadays. There are so many people that teach open relationship. And we've had a whole episode on the different relationship styles. So make sure you go and listen back to it if, you, if you're in that boat that you would like to have alternative options. And it's really, really important to know these and to see that if monogamy does not suit you rather than cheating on your partner and not being in integrity because every time you're lying to yourself and your partner it's taking away from that essence of, of connection and intimacy of the relationship. So if you can find a different model that can suit you better, where you don't have to have those, where then you can still have uh, a relationship while having integrity with your partner, it's a win-win for everyone involved. And that's, that's much more fulfilling in the long run in my opinion yeah so if you if you're secretly having desires uh to have a another lover or another partner or another relationship style and you're hiding that from your partner that's that's a problem that's also actually a good segue into the next one mm. which is number four where you have different goals in life um so, you know, <laughs> this can show up in many different ways, but since we're sort of talking about relationship styles, you know, we personally know people who, you know, they, they're in a relationship and uh, either one wants to be poly and one wants to be monogamous. Mm -hmm. We've seen that many times. We've even seen where one wants to be poly with a small set of lovers that are regular same people. And then the other person wants to be full on swinger. Mm -hmm. The point is that, that there's a mismatch. Mm -hmm. So a sign that you're in the wrong relationship is that you don't share the same goals for what your relationship should be. Well, and that could also be uh, one person wants kids and the other one doesn't. Exactly. Uh, or I've even experienced it personally, having a conversation one day where it's like, well, you know, I... Um, I've always dreamed about, you know, living somewhere where it's warm and, and a, a very moderate climate. And I love the sun, which is, you know, why I live where I do. And the other person was like, oh, I, I've always fantasized about like moving up to Canada because <laughs> I love the snow and the mountains. And I was like... Oh, that's, that's a big mismatch. One of us is not going to be happy, and I don't want it to be me. Exactly. It could be career goals, too. Absolutely. And basically, you know, you can be different. We're not saying that you have to be matchy-matchy in everything, but your values, the core values need to be aligned. And your partner ultimately needs to be able to support your dreams, yeah. And it doesn't mean that sometimes, you know, you will do something to support somebody's dreams and it might not be your ultimate thing, but you know, it's only for a short period of time you're doing this for your partner. There's there's time like this where it happens, but that whole idea that you are aligned with your core values, that's absolutely essential and that those vision of of how you'd like your life to be in the future and as as you're aging absolutely need to be aligned yeah so not everything has to be perfectly aligned we're all individuals of right course. but yeah the main core things that you want to achieve in life should be if not the same very similar mm -hmm. 
Um, and I love, you know, we did not write the list like this, but I love how each one of these is, is naturally segueing into the next one. Mm-hmm. Right? Because what's, what's the next one, number five? Well, um, you know you're not in, in the right relationship if you're not bringing out the best in each other. Exactly. So I love how we were just talking about how the partner should support each other's dreams. Mm-hmm. And now here we are at number <laughs> five, which you're not bringing out the best in each other. Um, I, years ago, uh, I went to a conscious uncoupling ceremony uh, with some good friends that had been together for, I think, about 12 years or so. And they did a ceremony to sort of symbolize that they were uncoupling. Now, this was quite a few years ago. Now, there's, since that has happened, there's been whole books written on it. But this was not something that was normal, mm-hmm. you know, back, okay. when, mm-hmm. back when they actually uh, created the ceremony. But one of the things that uh, uh, he said uh, in the couple was that um, when they got together, they made uh, sort of a pact that they would only stay together as long as their relationship brought more good into the world than not. Mm-hmm. And so that was their mm-hmm. way of saying that as long as we're bringing out the best in each other, mm-hmm. which is then you know rippling out into the world, mm-hmm. then it was in alignment to stay together. That's so beautiful because that means that if the world isn't a better place for the two of you being together, then there's no need of being together. Yeah. And if you're really... If you're really in alignment with your partner, there's a synergy that's created Mm -hmm. that does ripple out to the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to radically change the entire world. It might just be the other couples you hang out with. Yeah. Or or your parents. Exactly. Or your other family members. Like Mm -hmm. there's there's something about the energy that's created there when you're really in alignment and synergy that does ripple out. Yes. And it starts, it starts small to make big changes. So it starts at that level. Number six, if you are arguing a lot and um, you're fighting and there's like things like jealousies and, you know, like real like anger, sometimes screaming things. And it's like, basically, if you don't know how to manage your emotions, you're in the wrong relationship with that person. Yeah, and this is another one where we don't mean to say that uh, if you fight, you're in the wrong relationship, or I should say if you have disagreements, because fighting really isn't the right word. No. I think two emotionally mature people don't ever fight. No. They might have disagreements, they might have discussions, yeah. but they don't fight. We've never fought. Never, not once. And so I'm like, sometimes you say something, you're like, well, I don't really agree with it, and it's your opinion, and mine's this way and sometimes we come to a place where we both understand each other or sometimes one gets converted and sometimes we don't and we just agree to disagree and we're okay with it we don't have to like i think that fighting actually fighting is such a poor behavior that i mean that's how i saw my parents uh communicate and share their love by uh, disagreeing and we do this pulling away and then coming back together and stuff and i think it's so exhausting It really is. So really, it's like, I want to say, like, grow up. And so if one of you is not having the skills necessary, go take workshops, because I think that all of us had to learn the skills. I don't think um, we all were perfect. I sure was not. I went and took numerous workshops, worked on myself, had um, 
little sheets on my on my fridge in my bedroom on like areas where I knew if I needed to if I was triggered like to go okay what do I do if I'm triggered how do I react so that I change patterns and I stop doing those things that I didn't like like being mad or 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 not talking and giving the cold treatments and being able to actually say going beyond just the mad in terms of the needs being met and what's really underneath and that creates the connection and so if if you haven't developed those skills uh, then you go get them if you have those skills and then with that relationship it constantly pushes you buttons because there's also this idea that we we were such a perfect match and then we also press the service buttons and i'm like it doesn't really have to be that way <laughs> if you're the perfect match you won't be pressing each other's <laughs> buttons all the time it's no. not something you do to somebody that you're well aligned with but just to just to summarize that one up that a lot of a lot of the arguments can be because you don't have the skills, mm-hmm. but if you've got the skills and you're still arguing a lot, that's a real sign. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. a real sign. Number seven, you aren't making an effort and putting attention into the relationship. And this is like a subtle one because I see that mostly down the road for people that have been together. It doesn't even have to be that long. I want to say like past the honeymoon phase. So anywhere uh, beyond six months to two years. But I see sometimes people that go like, you know, at the beginning of the relationship, you went out of your way, you went and got flowers or you did something nice for the partner. And then doing those little things, you're like, why bother? I don't feel motivated. I'd rather watch TV or go, uh, I don't know, sit down with my friends and do this rather than like put it into my relationship. If that's how you feel, you're in the wrong relationship. Yeah, if you're really in alignment again, then you'll be inspired to do these things. Exactly. And it's they're not chore. Yeah, they're not work. No. It's a joy. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I'm contributing to my partner's happiness. What a what a gift. <laughs> Both ways. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> Number eight. You've lost yourself. You don't have your own individuality and interest. Wow. This happens more often than most people realize. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I've had some good friends. I, I, I won't say the names, but we've actually taken um, half of, of each of their first names and combined them into one and just called them one name because it was like one entity, basically, once they were together. Mm. And not to say that that's a terrible thing but if taken to the extreme and you lose your individuality um that can really be tough especially if it's one person in the relationship who's sort of dictating that Mm. so like when two people get together and they just there's that magical synergy and it's just like they're one okay that's one thing but sometimes what you'll see is one person overtaking the other one Mm -hmm. and making it all about that one sort of person and a lot of women tend to not have any more interest but their partner and it's like he's my whole life and and i've seen guys do that too i've seen men sometimes like she's my everything mm-hmm. and it is romantic to a certain level but i still think you need to have your own girlfriends or or boyfriends like friends basically you need to have activities that you go do on your own from time to time so that you have a chance to meet each other and you you still need to have things that you like. And if your partner is not really liking them, but because you're in the right relationship, they support your dreams and support you, it's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so how about we have two more and we're coming close to the end of the show. So let's get these two because they are actually super important. Number nine is signs that you are in the wrong relationship. Oh my God, this is such a huge one. You love who they could be. So basically you love their potential rather than really who they are. Oh my goodness. It's like, if only, you know, I love him because I see his potential and how fantastic it could he could be and become. If only we had a nickel for every time <laughs> we've heard this one. <laughs> I mean, really. So many times when people come in for counseling, mm -hmm. this is what you hear. Well, if they would only just be like this, it would be great. <laughs> I mean, they're so amazing if they would just be like this. Exactly. One of the number one rules in relationship is you have to love somebody for who they are right now. Absolutely. In this moment. Not who they were, not who they could be in the future. The past doesn't exist. The future hasn't happened yet. You have to love them and accept them for who they are right now. And if you can't do that, you're in the wrong relationship. Yes. I always have a, have a practice that I ask people to do, and it's like forward yourself five years down the road. If nothing changed at all in your relationship, could you confidently say that you are totally happy, satisfied, and fulfilled? If your answer is no then make the changes, whether it's change your own behavior or change your relationship, because that's not sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can almost do a whole episode on that too, because it's so common. It, it's, and it, yeah, and it's huge. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to I share number 10. May All I? right. Yo, please. Okay. This is a really big one that we didn't realize until we got together. And so that was kind of a big aha that came for us. And uh, you may not quite get it, but we'll do our best to share it with you. Basically, you are in the wrong relationship if you are subconsciously always still looking or fantasizing about someone else. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this doesn't mean... Uh, you have a crush on a movie star or that, you know, just because you thought somebody else was attractive that somehow you're not all in. There is a, a subtle thing that when you're in a relationship and rather than say, stay at home and cuddle on the couch, there's some cool event or thing going on and, and, you, and you're like having massive FOMO about being there. Now, it may be that it's just a cool event and you want to see whoever the performer is or you want to just be social because you haven't been out in a while. Like That's totally normal. But if you see this repeated pattern where you're, you're not really happy or content to stay home and, and if there's something going on, you always have to be there. Like you have to be out um, uh, uh, I, I just totally drew a blank on the word, but like socializing, you know, and, and being around the people all the time. What a lot of people don't realize is that there's this subtle underlying desire or drive to keep looking for that right person. Mm -hmm. Even though you have the person that in your mind you're saying is the one because you're with them, mm -hmm. you're not realizing that once you finally feel like this is the right one, all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, there's a cool event going on. I, I actually would like to see that person who's playing music or giving a talk or doing whatever. And I know all our friends will be there, but you know what? I'm perfectly happy right here on the couch, mm -hmm. snuggling with you. <laughs> 
I see it too uh, in terms of the idea of like, wow, this is the only person I'm going to have sex for the rest of my life. Oh, that's a good one. And, you know, independently of what your relationship style is, but for me, that's kind of how it showed up when I thought, wow, if Kevin was the only man I would ever have sex with for the rest of my life, I am totally happy with that. And... You know, we can still choose the context of our relationship and open it up at certain time if that's what we want to do. But this is very different than in previous relationships where I absolutely knew I was like, no, I, I will need other people. Something different needs to happen. Even though I was committed to the relationship and I thought I was all in or that I was satisfied. It's a very, very subtle difference. And that's kind of why we're like, we're hoping that we get to translate that. And Sometimes it's okay like to be in a relationship knowing that this is not the uh, long-term relationship. You're in it for a season, for a reason. It's just like something that you're learning and this is good for now. Um, but it's very different than, than trying to convince yourself you're in the right relationship when you know it's not quite it. Exactly. And that's the big difference is, yeah. is it's okay, as you said, to be in a relationship for a reason or a season or whatever it is, as long as you are aware of that. Absolutely. And, and, and hopefully communicating that amongst each other, because unfortunately what happens sometimes is you're like, I'm just here for a season because this is what fits my lifestyle right now. <laughs> and the other person's like, I'm in long term for the rest of our lives. That, that, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's, there is definitely, there is definitely a difference. And this is another case of you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Once you finally find that relationship where you go, ah, uh-huh. I'm no longer looking. I'm content. If I had never had sex with anyone else again, that would be perfectly fine. That's when you know. That's <laughs> when you know that it's it's definitely the right relationship. Well, we hope that these 10 signs were helpful for you to take a good check at your relationship and um, take a good look at it, make a list of pros and cons. And as long as the pros outweigh the cons by at least double, (laughs) in my opinion, not just one more, but at least like double, it's still worth being in the relationship. And you don't have to be in a relationship for a lifetime. Like we said, this relationship could be for this time period and for the growth and for what it brings, as long as it is, uh, there's the clarity in it. Yeah. So again, this list is not exhaustive. There are other signs, but these are some of the big ones that we've either seen or personally experienced. We hope that it was helpful. And the new year is a great time to reevaluate where you're at and start making the changes to be where you want to be. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.